Good, man. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate the time today. Of course, man. Happy to do it. So you got to feel overjoyed, I would imagine. First album in a decade, finally out. Tormentor just coming out on Friday. Must feel like a, a big relief, finally, when you get to like the tour stop and you get to uh, go number two. Just that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all of those things, I guess, can be described as a labor of love, everything you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a couple of years in the making, and it's awesome to see you know the record kind of be out and available for everybody to hear it. I mean, we've spent a lot of time and wanted to make sure it was like the the best foot we could put forward at this part at this juncture in our lives and you know we're just really happy with the way it turned out so excited that everybody gets to hear it finally yeah man it's a killer album i was kind of curious too wanted to ask you about the delay was it a delay in in writing the material or was it more in finding a uh, right home for it like aka record label uh, uh it was just a little bit of kind of i mean we had taken a pretty lengthy hiatus so it was just sort of like we didn't want to ru- I mean we just wanted to make the best songs we could and kind of make sure it was coming out the right way and you know the right artwork the sort of correct people that we wanted to go to to make it and you know so I, I think we just wanted to be very deliberate in all of our decision making if we were going to you know come back and try to do it correctly so I feel like all that stuff sort of factored into sort of the time it took to get it done but you know we're very happy that with sort of the being patient in the process and making sure that we got the right stuff it's almost kind of like a, a, a relaunch or a, a debut record again in a lot of ways as far as taking your time. For and sure. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, our last album came out in 2007, so it's been, you know, a lot of trends have kind of cycled around, and I feel like sort of what we did and the era of bands that we were in, you know, that's coming back into fashion, and in a sense, I think a lot of people are doing, a lot of our peers are doing albums, and, you know, it's just, happy timing on our part that we sort of get to be involved in 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 the sort of resurgence of the of what we do so i feel like it's it's good timing for sure absolutely and uh tormentor not necessarily a concept album but there is kind of a theme running through the album right yeah yes absolutely the last two albums actually chris came up with the titles and then we sort of went from there and sort of wrote towards what the titles were tormentor like we talk a lot about sort of sadistic nature of God in the Old Testament and sort of the way that people sort of use and manipulate other people using God is almost like a a crutch kind of a, a crutch or like a or like sort of like a like you know to manipulate or sort of feed on people's fears and whatever to uh, to kind of reach their own means and stuff every song is about different stuff so it's hard to really give you a through line but you know it just sort of we sort of said this is what it's called now what does this mean to us or me specifically because I write the lyrics and sort of like just think of nine different things that sort of mean tormentor and that's sort of that's sort of how it how it's worked on the last two anyway that's kind of a cool approach to doing it that way i like that idea like gives you gives you a direction it was yeah it, it was cool to have sort of like a this is what it is and let's kind of explore what this like every avenue of themes that this word could mean to us so definitely a cool thing to have in the back of your head when you're trying to write songs is like this is what it's about and then whatever that is is kind of what you write to and one song that I heard has a cool story behind it, Hand of the Divine. Can I talk about the uh, inspiration for that one? I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Sword and Scale podcast, but I listened to an episode about the Rubio murders in Texas, which is essentially a guy that was violently insane <laughs> and uh, believed that his children were possessed by demons, and it kind of gets pretty gruesome after that, but sort of, you know, the the way that it tied into, like, what 
the theme of the record was was that religious fanaticism and psychosis can kind of lead to some pretty horrible uh, results. I don't know. It's kind of it's a it's a pretty like brutal theme for a song, and it was one of the first things that kind of jumped out at me as something to write about. You know, heavy metal's always kind of been about is that almost a horror film, if you will, in, in a lot of ways. So it's cool to have that sure. have that go along with it. You know, one other question I did have about the uh, album, which sound killer. It, me being a little Thank bit you. biased, being a being a drummer, but the drums sound amazing on the album. I was just curious who did lay down the drums. John Berklin from uh, Bad Wolves. And, oh yeah, Devil Driver played yep. uh, played drums on our album. No wonder they sound a, killer. He put on a clinic. He was nice enough to lend us his talents and and be a part of it. We were uh, we had toured Devil Driver in the past, and he had remained friends with the band and was willing to kind of step in and fill uh, the Brent Master shoes when we were when we were coming to track. So we were very, very happy that he, he came in and did it for us. Guy's a hell of a drummer, but a hell of a guitar player too, man. That guy can write some riffs. Yeah, Bad Wolves is doing pretty all right these days. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're off to a great start. I'll be talking to them next week, actually. Let's talk about the tour that you're out there on. One of the last remaining sure. heavy tours that's still around. I mean, you've been through them all, the Mayhems and the Ozfest, and they've all kind of died off. You're, I feel like on the last one, the Summer Slaughter Tour is the, the last heavy music festival we have here in the States remaining. So glad that you're a part of it. And we got two Southern California shows coming up August 11th at the Novo in downtown LA. And then the very next night at the Grove of Anaheim. And yeah, talk about being on the tour in the lineup this year and how things are going out there on the road. It's been great, man. I mean, we're, you know, it's cool to shake the dust off. This is like the first batch of shows we've played in over five years or four or five years, I think. So taking the amount of time off that we took and kind of being back out on tour for the first time in a long time has been, I think everybody's missed it and, and is excited to be out here. All the bands that we're playing with are great. I mean, we're becoming fast friends with everybody and we're happy to be kind of included in a lineup of a bunch of super amazing metal bands and uh, to be right in the middle of it, we feel pretty pretty lucky to be in the spot we're in. I think it's going great. I can't wait to be out on the West Coast for sure. But California's always been our you know, one of our favorite places to play in the world. So we're happy to uh, finally return after, I think, 11 plus years of not playing out there. And, <laughs> you know, Overdue. Looking forward. Look, yeah, very overdue. Look, very much looking forward to that part, that leg of the tour for sure. Cool, Mike. I can't can't wait for that. And you know, I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of things because all of us, truly, sure. what, what you do, what I do, we're all music fans. And sure. you know, when it comes down to it, so I wanted to get your your take and opinion on a couple of things and just kind of the world of music. Okay. And I'm. Start off on, on kind of a sad note. I'm still heartbroken and and uh, still feeling it. Wanted to kind of get your thoughts and any interactions with the late great Vinnie Paul. Uh, no personal interactions, but uh, he obviously Pantera has a huge influence on us, and as definitely our guitar players, enormous Pantera fans are. I think everybody was feeling the loss pretty hard, and I know I'm sure everybody listened to you know Pantera the day of, and sadly we never interacted with with them or with him on a personal level but definitely admired from a distance and we're huge fans so that is a huge bummer we we definitely feel the loss yeah it's still still hurting man even though it's been a couple weeks sure so, you know, what's funny about talking about you guys, let's let's go back to something I always talk about and uh, in discovering you and, and talking to friends. Dude, I'm going to talk to Mike from the Agony Scene. A place of discovery for your band, which I wish was still around these days, and I, I think the world could use it, but uh, was the Headbangers Ball CDs. Yeah. 
We were, uh, well, I know we were definitely featured on the show. You guys were on the Headbangers Ball Volume 2 Disc 2 that they put out. They put out, like, I think oh, really? three in total. I, I, I somehow don't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know that? Yeah. Uh, we, I did not know that. We Bury Our Dead at Dawn is on that. How sick. Yeah, I had no, I had no <laughs> idea. That's awesome. That's awesome to know. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my entry point, and and it was a, such a cool concept. And talk about the concept of soundtracks because that was a place of discovery for bands, for at least for me growing yeah, up. The comp CDs for sure, man. We, I mean, all of like we would always pass in high school. We'd always pass around the punkaramas or the that kind of stuff, and that's sort of how you would discover or get to listen to a bunch of stuff. I mean, I guess there's like curated playlists on like Spotify or Apple Music and stuff. It's like genre specific, but I think maybe the a modern window towards that, but are definitely like having you know the CDs that you would you know pat, like share with your friends, or you'd you know make a tape of the CD and like try to like I think yeah that's like a bygone era of like a physical thing that you were trying to like you know share with your group of peers and whatever and sort of I definitely window that most people I know got into music in one form or another via that route. So it's cool. I, I had no idea we were on the Headbangers Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could educate you. You know, I'm, I'm sure a couple of years ago, there was, you know, the big four of thrash metal, right? Yes. Metallica, no Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax. They called that the big four of thrash metal. It kind of defined right. that time period in music. And it got me to thinking and being a radio guy and going, all right, if that's 80s thrash, let's kind of take it up a decade and, and kind of look at the next big movement in rock. And in doing uh-huh. so, I, I've created something which I'm calling the flannel five okay so <laughs> in the flannel so five in on the flannel five all right yeah that. so this is and of course fictionary but just kind of looking for your favorite of the flannel five which includes nirvana pearl jam stone uh-huh. temple pilots Soundgarden, alice uh-huh. in chains I like all of. I think I like Alice in Chains probably the least out of all of those. So I'm not really? Sure you want to rank them? Do you want me to rank them? Really, Alice. See, Alice is my favorite, and I feel like the. Is it really? I feel like the harder metal guys that I talk to all say Alice, so it's it's amazing to hear you you say you like them well, the least. I, I am I am probably the least metalhead person in our band, so I, I'm not sure wouldn't surprise the other people that I would head towards a more melodic route of, of those bands. But give me not a, that I don't like them. I just I would just put them towards the bottom of what I, I enjoy sonically from that era. Give me give me your favorite off that list. Some Temple Pilots, probably. Really? Probably by Nirvana. Yeah. Scott Weiland is the way, like, just, there's a bunch of their, their stuff that I like probably the most out of all of that. I think Big Bang Baby is a cool song. I think there's a, they have a bunch of, like, different eras of their band are cool to me. It's not, like, my favorite. If I had to, I would probably have to think about what other songs I like. But, yeah, I'd say that they were my favorite out of all those. Have you heard the new singer? Any thoughts on him? Uh, doesn't he sound exactly like Scott Weiland? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> is, it, is it the guy that does, like, a spot-on impression of him? No, he he's kind of did. He, he was kinda in a. Okay. He used to be in a band, uh, in a band uh, that was signed to Warner Brothers in the early two thousands called Dry Cell, oh. I think, or something like that. I can't. Okay. But I uh, feel like I saw a YouTube video of a guy that was trying to be in it, and he did like a perfect impression of him, <laughs> and I think that might be what I thought was the new singer. Yeah, this, sure. this guy hits some of the notes, but I wouldn't say all of them. He does he does some some different takes. Right, on, those are, on those are those. enormous shoes to fill. So I, I would I do not envy that guy having to do. That. I mean, I'm sure he's happy about it, but yeah, <laughs> pretty huge frontman shoes to fill. Curious, since you brought you kind of brought it up, who is some of your like who is the big musical favorite of yours that would surprise us? Uh, all of it would surprise. I mean, it's I don't think it's a unique 
uh, point of view as far as like bands that I'm sure every singer or male band is like, whoa, I listen to a lot of whatever. Current stuff I'm listening to a lot. The new Manchester Orchestra album is really good. I like that. And uh, a bunch of my uh, singer-songwriter from Tulsa, John Moreland, does great music. And uh, just sort of whatever comes on my uh, 80s dance playlist and in my headphones whenever I'm about to play a show, I think. It's usually what I listen to. <laughs> just 80s pop. Like the new wave uh, stuff? I, I try to be in a good mood. Yeah, I just try to put myself in a good mood. And that music usually puts me in a good mood. I can totally appreciate that. The least satisfying. I have like the least satisfying. What are you listening to right now? <laughs> answers ever. Like I, I always apologize, and say, like nobody's gonna be satisfied with what I'm about to say. But my tastes are, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> let me get you on one last one here, Mike, and, and I'll let sure. you go. Appreciate all the time. One more grouping and uh, one more little category. Yeah. So if we go from from the '90s, I'm thinking like early 2000s and mainstream again, and and thinking new. <clears throat> sure. They get new metal, and I'm calling this one the uh, the new metal six pack. Okay. So this will be Rage Against the Machine. All right. Corn. Okay. Lincoln Park. Okay. Slipknot. Okay. Disturbed. Okay. System of a Down. Okay. Slipknot would be number one to me. Uh, me too. Like you're asking me to like to rank them. Just and, your uh, favorite. Yeah, Slipknot probably short. A close second would be System of a Down. The Toxicity album, I think, is like fantastic. Probably, as far as the genre is concerned, I know it gets a little a lot of eyes, but I think like they were doing like really smart, cool, innovative stuff, and that's still like a super listenable album to me if it comes on. Like all the singles on that were great. Rage Against Machine probably equal on there, and then I don't remember what the rest of the bands you said were. <laughs> Corn, uh, Linga Park, Corn. Disturbed. I think the second. I don't remember the order of the Corn albums, but the one I think we were talking the other day about how when they were sort of hitting their like big stride, and I think like which one? Follow the leader. Oh yeah, when that was going on, like that was a like nobody sounded like that. They were big and mean and unique and huge and you know definitely like no mistaking that you were listening to Corn, which I think is cool. Disturbed. I like the live performance of the Sound of Silence cover on Conan. If you saw that, I think that that's like a really great that dude flexing his vocal muscles. Yeah, in a way that you hadn't heard him do before. Like, that's literally like a moving performance on the Conan O'Brien show whenever they played that song and I watched that YouTube video I, probably a dozen times so I was like well this guy can like sing like really really well <laughs> this is a really great version of this song I know that I'm sure I will catch flack from my friends for saying that but I think it's good <laughs> and uh, what was the other one uh, who do we not hit Linkin Park I'm like a sucker for pop music and big melodies and you know they obviously were fantastic at writing giant hooky melodies so you know I have nothing bad to say about Linkin Park I'm sure, I'm sure I know all the words to several of their songs just from them being as catchy as they are what do you think they do what do you think what would you do if you were one of the, the uh, surviving members would you just call it a career or would you try to find a, someone to fill Chester's shoes Hard to say. I mean, like, I think, I don't think you can replace that guy, so I'm not sure how they would do it. But, I mean, his voice is essentially their band, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But, again, like... STP's touring, though. I I, I hopefully will never be in that situation while to make a decision like that. But it'd be tough. It's also tough to give up on something like if you love doing music for a living. And I, I, I would see both. I could understand both directions for that. If you feel like you're honoring him by continuing it, then that's something and I'm sure those guys know better than anybody else what he would have wanted or calling it quits is totally understandable too so yeah. I don't know hard to say <laughs> for sure well Mike I appreciate all the time today and best of luck out there on the road and looking forward to the tour thanks very much man I'm glad you liked it thanks for talking to me today yeah have a good one safe travels out there see you guys soon